fashion. I was showing y'all my tiny little kabooty. Kabooty. Get water. Actually, I'm gonna do that too. Hold up. I need, I need a drink. I need a drink. You're right. You're right. You're right. I already have water. Uh, all right. Since I'm alone, might as well just talk to you guys about some things. Um. Well, I had the other idea yesterday that if I were ever in prison, like, I, I think I would know exactly how to escape. You know what I mean? Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to Grab Snacks. I'm Katie. I'm Christina Marie. And I'm Naya. Wow. Katie here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that deep. Hello, I'm saying our movie. Okay, my voice is not that deep. Y'all, today and today, we watched the prom. Very good choice. This is the best one we've watched out of the entire month that we've been absent, I must say. So, Guys, I realize we've been absent lately. We have made a bunch of podcasts in the time that we have been absent. A lot has happened. A lot of tears were shed. Mental brain. Mental brain? Yeah, can you Biden was elected president. Our school went our school went online. Katie yeah. turned 17. Katie did turn 17. Happy birthday. Um yeah, we have made a couple of podcasts. Um, none of none them were good. We're good. <laughs> um, we might try to remake them because I feel like the Toxic Friends one has like potential. Yo, if we gain a following, please tell us. Like on our <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> Toxic Friend Experiences. Oh, also, guys, we have an Instagram now. Period. It has five. Is it official Grab Snacks or is it just Grab Snacks? I don't really know. I will tell you exactly what our Instagram is. Our Instagram. Is grab, is grab dot dot snacks. snacks. We have five followers. <laughs> my mom. There's something. Dad. <laughs> I love your mom. The more and more pathetic the more we keep talking about these. <laughs> I love your mom so much. <laughs> so we do love your mom. She's great. I forgot how we normally start. Oh, right. Snacks. What did y'all eat while we watched the movie? The souls of the innocent. Wow. That was really funny. Good job. Good job. Yes. I expect better from you, Naya. <laughs> I was putting the vine. <laughs> so when it's vine like, is dead. What do you want to vine eat? The dead. souls of the innocent. And then it's like a bagel. No! Two bagels. And that's the end of it. I think it's a vine. Unless I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. I wouldn't know. This is sad. Anyway. Um, I did snacks during, but I did have, um, Wendy's a little bit ago. She did. Had to postpone the recording for her. I told y'all to start. <laughs> um, I didn't eat anything during the movie either. I had um Cheerios. Yay! What kind? The honey, honey nut or regular? I ate Honey Nut Cheerios. Who do you think I am? Who eats regular Cheerios? This is an awful start to a podcast. Amen! <laughs> Let's get on with it! We have a couple of um, topics that I found on the interweb because we're official like that. Before we touch on the topics that we uh, found, can we like go around and talk about our favorite scenes? Sure. Because I have one that I can, I can talk about for like... You go. First? No, I'll go like middle. 
Okay. I don't have a favorite scene because I don't remember. Favorite song? Um, favorite song? I can tell you songs I was disappointed in. Oh. Cool. I don't know their names. Um, give it some Zazz. I was pretty disappointed. I won't even lie. Like, the I vocals like are just not there. I mean, listen, I like the song, the concept. I guess it's because I saw it on Broadway that I was a bit underwhelmed. However, the vocals just weren't there for me. Like, the notes were there, but, like, there was no Zazz. How are you going to have no Zazz and give it some Zazz? You know, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, that one, and I was going to make this complaint later in the podcast, but since we're starting now, I wasn't that. a fan of, like, some songs just felt too abrupt, if you get what I'm saying. Like, it's like there's dialogue, and then all of a sudden there's a song. It right. It's like, like a nice transition. Like, that song that the principal had talking about how Dee Dee was an inspiration. We look to you. That. Yeah. I did not like that transition at all. And there was <laughs> another one. Hold on, I wrote it down. There was another one, and I was like, what? Why is there a song here? Um... <sighs> Alyssa Green song. No. The, the way it started, I hated it. I must say. It was just so intense. And then you have this upbeat music that just came out of nowhere. And I'm like, whoa. You got a point. You're valid. You're valid. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that's what made me cry. It was cute. Um, my favorite scene is, um, I don't... I have a lot of songs that I adore in this musical. Um, Shut up. Okay. Oh, My yeah. favorite scene is um, when the song, like, the Alyssa Green thing, not the not the song, but I do think the song is pretty neat. Um, the entire, like, uh, situation of uh, Emma breaking up with Alyssa. I absolutely adore that entire concept for so many reasons and mainly it's because the the script and the writing never blames Alyssa for not coming out to her parents mm-hmm. and never like villainizes her for not doing it. it it doesn't it doesn't like portray like Alyssa as a bad guy or like a bad character any kind of antagonist because she's uncomfortable coming out and I think that was so beautifully written and I loved that so much because I and I and I and I love the way that Emma is written because she didn't blame her and then have to learn that it was wrong to blame her. Yeah, the like typical it, gateway. Yeah, like it was that. just so good, and I love that there was no. It was just a really awful and stressful situation for both of them that just didn't have a happy ending with, with the way that things were going out for them, and no one was in the wrong. Yeah, Emma was totally like- valid for not feeling comfortable being in a relationship. In hiding, because Ashley is you, no one's, you know, like, you don't have to stick around while someone's, like, not coming out. Like, you're allowed to step away from something like that, and it's painful, but you can do it. And I like the way that Alyssa didn't blame her for doing it. I like the way that Emma didn't blame Alyssa for not doing anything. It was just so beautiful. I loved it. I loved that part. That's my, like, favorite part of the entire script is when they, like, portrayed Alyssa and Emma's relationship. It was just so good. You know, no, you know what really made me, when um, James Corden... Like he his portrayal of being like the gay son that got kicked out, and then when he was like, um, when Dee Dee was like, was like, no, you should reach out, and you like you you might regret it, and he was oh. like, no, why should I regret it? It's not my fault that my parents like did that to me, and I was like, yes, Honestly. I take it back. That was my favorite scene, James. The way he handled that little mini monologue, with Chef's kiss. 
Oh, um, especially especially because another like stereotype of a, of like the gay of like a gay person coming out or like getting kicked out is like them being responsible for it. And like so many, like so many movies and TV shows make it so that it, so that like the like the child is is feels guilty or like the child is is regretful and like has to reach out to the parents. When no, it's it should be it should be the way the other way right. around. Mhm. Period. But like speaking of James, like he really he did so well in that role. Like that role was low key like made for him. James, okay, surprised me. I knew he had, like, musical theater in him from, like, his little award show things, but, mm-hmm. like, that was a whole other level. God bless James Corden. That's it. Now I was upset that he, wa- that he wasn't a gay person tra- portraying a gay person. He, and I, I, I think that he did a really great job when you're like, I'm not dismissing that. He did a great job. I think that's really neat. But I just think that for representation I just it's I just I just think that if there is a like for the prop if there is a gay man role then you can easily find a gay man who can play it mm, I get it I yeah, think it's one big name and then they just pick James Corden yeah for sure but I think that James did a good job great for him honestly he played it all really well I agree with you I'm not dismissing that back I just think that it would have been easy to find someone who could have played it that was gay. That reminds me of when I think it was Angelina Jolie played a Latina woman. Pardon? I don't want to get into into it because I don't know the specifics, but um, okay. that was that's what that I get. I, what feel like, I feel like that's even more annoying though. Well, no, that's <laughs> more annoying. Sure. That's yeah, race. That's race. She's a white yeah. woman playing a Latina. It's two very different concepts yeah. here, but I'm just saying. Like, if you need something to understand why that's just weird, there's a more heightened example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to, I, Naya said something, and I just wanted to say it. We don't have to get into it. You, you said, how do you know you're straight if you spend your whole life avoiding what's gay? Oh, <laughs> okay, but, like, I'm right. <laughs> I just think it's really funny how, like, a bunch of people are, like, Cause like I'm not saying that like you you thinking that you, like okay well, let me let me be careful with this because I don't want to like come off as like I don't know, but you can tell me that you're straight and I'm like yeah okay, <laughs> that's cool. Go heteros, yeah. rock on. Like I, don't, I like I'm not like I'm not saying that you thinking that you're like you you being straight is invalid because you haven't done anything gay. I'm saying that like for for like cause that whole that's gay that's gay bro that's gay. Oh I hate. And that, like, that toxic masculinity thing, like, if, you, if you're going to spend your whole life thinking that you're gay, like, you're straight, and, like, whatever the hell, whatever. I keep saying thinking that you're straight. Like, if you're straight, like, good for you. I'm sorry. Good for you. <laughs> but, like, I, I just think that's really funny, because there was this guy that I knew, and then he would, every single day, he'd be like, that, that's gay. That's gay. I'm not gay, bro. I'm not gay. That's gay. And I'm like, what? You're not- <laughs> the end of being gay. Huh? Do you end up being gay? Not that, no, he has a girlfriend, and, like, they're cute, good for y'all. Um, but also, like, I don't know, dude, like... No, the entire time. Sorry. Start with your bros, and if you feel something, then maybe you're just a little bit gay. The entire time when Christina Rue was like, was like, you're gonna tell me that <laughs> you're supposed to be the straight boys. Because, listen, 
listen, the two mean dudes who were football players just broke out into song, did a whole flash mob for a promposal, and you're going to tell me that they're not gay? You're going to tell me they're homophobic? I don't think so. Oh, I don't no. think so. And no, I'm not saying that doing singing for a promposal is gay. I'm not saying that. But for you to go out of your way to hold a whole second prom because you're that homophobic, and you're at the same time you're holding flash mobs for your girlfriend, <laughs> doesn't make it make sense. Like I don't make it make sense. Anyway. Also, I love. It would have been so funny if they had them speak those songs. Imagine. What? <laughs> like they had them speak the songs because they didn't want to look. <laughs> I would, and then, and then the end of the song be like, I totally would have sung that, but like, I'm straight, man. <laughs> like I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm not, not into the theater. I'm not pain. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 um, I love the actress who played Mrs. Green. She was in ha- she was in um Scandal. I think that was like the big show for a little bit, mm-hmm. like yeah. 2016. Oh yeah, I love I love her. Yeah, she's really great. She did a really yeah. good job. She did. She played a really great uh she did great, yes. Uh I hate how, I hate I, thought, how, like, I hated I hated I, I made this joke. I keep just repeating jokes out of me because I stand by because it wasn't even a joke, I genuinely stand by this statement. At the end of the movie, they put her in this awfully colored dress. Uh, she looked like she was in the 60s hairspray. Exactly. And I remember typing into the Zoom chat, you can't own a dress like that and be homophobic. Pick a struggle. You can't. Sorry. Sorry. You can't be homophobic and own a dress that looks like literally everyone from the 1960s era vomited on it and then smoked pot on it. You can't. Not yuck. Sorry. Sorry. You p- pick a struggle. You can either be a fashion disaster or a homophobe. Pick a struggle. Pick a struggle. You can't be both. You can't be both. Because that just, they negate each other. And now you are now you just look stupid. Sorry. What did you, what were your thoughts about, like, her coming back at the end and being like, no, I love you? I liked that. But for I her. Like, for how she, like, there was, like, when she was really accepting of Emma, like, when she gave her a hug at the very end. Like, I know it's the end. Curtain call. But, like, I was just like, she's got to warm up. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. get that accepting already. What was her, wait, what was her superlative? Because I remember rolling my eyes and being like, oh, it was, wasn't it, like, best dressed? <laughs> it was best dressed. Was I'm pretty, best? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was best dressed. And, and I, I remember rolling my eyes and being like, shut up. <laughs> um, I, what I appreciated in that movie was that, every character was layered like they had something i really appreciated that especially with the broadway stars like they all had something that was like driving their actions but also something that was holding them back from being the best version of themselves Hmm. i liked watching that yeah i think that that uh that like you said like every character i think mrs green had a lot of layers to her too yeah it's i feel like it's mostly that i recognize this only because I did end up going to see the Broadway musical, and I had, like, special access to, like, talking to the mother of Alyssa Green, because she's so cool. She's so cool. But we got, uh, Christina and I got to talk to the mother, the actress who played Mrs. Green in the Broadway musical, because a lady who worked at our theater company was friends with her. And so after the show, we got to stay after in the theater and talk to her. And there was just, like, a lot pointed out to me, and, like, a lot that you could just see by yourself in the movie and in the musical if you watch it. Um, but, like, there are so many moments in the script 
where Mrs. Green, or like, where Alyssa's about to say something that would lead to her telling her mother that she's gay. And then her mother would be like, don't ruin this. I like, I'm, I, I just want to make things easy for you, et cetera, et cetera. So like, she knows. Yeah. She knows her, she knows her daughter isn't this straight Bible thumping, like that, that's the quote they use in the, no, it wasn't called like straight people Bible thumping. It's a joke in the thing. They call everybody in Indiana Bible thumping. It's so funny. Um, but uh, she wasn't like, this is this straight girl that you just kept sending to like to Bible camp every summer to keep her pure and clean. Like, yeah, she, she was, she, she was gay. And like, I just thought that was, I just think that's like, always the little things like, that, like yeah. had the little things in their dialogue where you could see that she knew, but she was just suppressing it because like to keep her give her less struggles. Not gonna lie, I think it would have been so distracting if Ariana Grande was playing Alyssa. Oh, I, I wanted to see that. Oh my god. But I, I, I read like, I, the, entire, the entire time I would have just been thinking about like Ariana. Yeah. But, and not like what she's supposed to be playing. Like I, th- I think she would have done amazing. Like she would have been great. I just think I would have been distracted, like, wh- rather than seeing, like, a girl that I've never really seen before. Yeah. And, like, even even with James Corden, like, I, the entire time I was thinking about carpool karaoke. <laughs> um, no, I 100% agree with the Ariana thing, because when I read the article saying that she was supposed to play Alyssa, of all people, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that that didn't work out. Sorry, love you, Ariana, but, like, I, that would be so incredibly distracting. Especially because she's not, she's not a teenager. Yeah, and her I voice. Hate, I hate when they get adults to play teenagers. It's, it's annoying. Like, there's so, there are so many teenagers that want to be. Just wants a job. And want to be in roles. And I don't understand. Me. What? Katie said, cast me right now. Not, not me specifically, but like. I wouldn't want to roll like in a musical though. Movie musicals, I have a love hate relationship with them. I don't know. I sh- I feel like seeing a musical in person is better. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. I cried. She did ten times. <laughs> Dude, you should see me. You should see me in Dear Evan Hansen. It made me so mad watching Dear Evan Hansen because I was sitting next to my mom, and my the entire time my mom was like. <laughs> What? I was bawling my eyes out because I actually like because I'm a teenager and I like have gone through some of the, like some of the stuff that he's gone through so like I got it but my mom just didn't get it and Andrew Andrew played so well <laughs> oh you saw Andrew was Evan I saw Andrew and he was so good I saw him on TikTok and then Joshua Bassett commented on his TikTok good job and he was like thanks bro and I thought that was cute they're so adorable Joshua never mind I'm not gonna get off track Love. Oh, Joshua Bassett. <laughs> hey, Willow. Ricky. Ah! Um, Ricky. No. Hold up. I have another thing that just crossed my mind. Um, Emma's grandmother is taking care of her because her parents, what's it called, kicked the, her out of the house after she came out. Right. Um, It just... So, like, that's homophobia is learned behavior and I just find it interesting that her grandmother is the one that took her in no I I, I, get, I totally get what you're saying like you raised your daughter yes and I, no, get, I, was- I get that like there's also this there is possibility that the grandmother was once homophobic too and she grew as a person but mm-hmm. if that was the case I just wish that was expressed more because 
Um, yeah, I wish it was made more clear, but then again, like, you can't, you can't be like, you can't just like look at someone's parents and see that their parents are homophobic and like assume that the child's going to be homophobic because like you do choose your own path and you choose your own beliefs. And it might just have been like what they go, what they've gone through. Cause like, like the grandmother might have like had a friend or someone who like came out. Like, I feel like we need more backstory because like the parents might've just grown up in an age where like everything was, everything that was gay was like bad and everything that like, and they just didn't want to be like different and like, and they might like being in Indiana, especially like they might've just been like, Ooh, having a gay daughter is going to make us look weird. Let's kick her out. out. Yeah, no, I get that. It's, she's probably layered. Who knows? I don't know. It just, it's, it's a two way street. Like just because your parents are, very liberal doesn't mean your child's going to be very liberal and just because your parents are very conservative doesn't mean your child's going to be very conservative mm-hmm. like it's it's more likely but speaking from experience i can say that it's not true <laughs> oh my god okay so i'm gonna have to bring up all of these cute little themes since you guys hearted every single one of them we love that for me so sorry hold on let me find the first one okay the first one is cinematic stereotyping i'm just gonna read what they have on here and then we'll go off a tangent so the film is meant to have exaggerated comedy in cinematic tropes or stereotypes for example trent introduces himself and his friends as liberals from broadway Dee Dee calls the people in Indiana local yokels and barry makes a comment about indiana indiana having no queer people and there are two things. These are bad, by the way. Let me just preface that. The discussion questions, awful. Um, identify other cinematic stereotyping that comes up in the film, or how can stereotypes negatively impact identities? Um, I mean, like, off the top of my head, there's that one moment where, like, Barry's like, uh, let's go to your pickup. And then Emma's like, are you assuming that just because I'm a lesbian, I own a pickup? And then he's like, well, do you? And she's like, shut up. And they, like, go into her pickup truck. Um, I, I, I don't know how to answer this, honestly. Like, is it supposed to be satirical a little bit? What? Like, how can stereotypes negatively impact identities? Oh, well, never mind. That is, (laughs) um, well, okay. There might be, I feel like, I feel like some stereotypes, like, if you see in a film, like, the classic lesbian Mm -hmm. and you and you're like trying to find out who you are and -hmm. you're realizing that maybe you're gay like I feel like you might be impacted by like the stereotype to be like you're not gay if you're not like this Mm -hmm. oh and you want to express yourself so you feel like you have to express yourself in a certain way and same with, like, the you're not straight unless you wear, like, you're not, like, a straight white boy unless you wear, like, basketball st- shorts and, like, and, like, the long t-shirt and, like, Nike. Shorts. No, I agree. Like, that's why when I see shows that aren't really centered around, like, the LGBTQ community, but they just have someone who's a part of that community in there for representation, and they just make them so stereotypical to just put it in your face, like, yeah, we support LGBTQ, like, I hate that so much. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just normal people 
So treat their story or their, at least their appearance as like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Don't fit into the stereotype. But then again, I can't speak for it because I'm not a part but of then, it. But then the thing is like, like same like shows get so much trash for like not even put it for like for not putting anyone gay in it mm-hmm. for not like like if someone if someone like happens to be gay in the background like they're not they they get like overlooked because they're not stereotypical mm-hmm. so and then they I get attacked like, again by the media just like give them a good story don't just like slap them in stereotypical clothing and say yeah the we, representation like give them a right. make me love that character. Don't just make me notice that they're gay and move on. Like that's how mm-hmm. I feel. Anyway. Uh, I'm not really sure how to tackle this question, but I do have an example that like I I read somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that like I I understand how like stereotypes and stuff can be negative because like I can I can agree. It's like. You can you can talk about a lot of like harmful stereotypes that are put in movies, whether it's supposed to be satirical or not. That's like a different story. But like you can see a lot of like stereotypes that like are genuinely like harmful and they contribute to a lot of like really awful <laughs> preconceptions of like a lot of people, no matter where they identify. Um, like, yikes! Um, <laughs> but like I I saw something and it made me like rethink that because I I used to be like hardcore like that's wrong you're doing it wrong. And then I read this one thing that was talking about, like, uh, because, like, because if you think, because there, like, I'm sure that there are people out there who could relate to Emma and be like, yes, I dress like this. Yes, I want to pick up. Yes, I am a lesbian. (laughs) This is the character for me. I vibe with Emma. I kin Emma. Like, whatever. Like, you know? And I, I, and that's why I feel like it's just, like, really, it's obnoxiously gray. I hate it when things are super, super gray, but I feel like this is something that could, that, that, like, ends up being a little obnoxiously gray when we don't realize it okay like, it's like it's also that one thing that like when you put in that like stereotypical flamboyant gay character <laughs> there are people out there who just like are like flamboyant with it not that ha- being gay it has to be their entire personality like things are written a lot of the times that, that, yeah. but like i feel like that's the problem lies because i feel like you could incorporate stereotypes into a character Mm-hmm. And not make them it's the that character's entire personality, and that exactly. comes more down to than it does to the stereotypes and how they're being portrayed. Because mm-hmm. like you can write, you could like you could write a story, but like, uh, yes, I I am like I I don't like resorting to like race things. But that's the thing that I'm most familiar with. So it's like you could be like, yes, this is a character. She is black, and she is like kind of like aggressive. But, and, but, like, that could easily fit into, like, the angry black woman stereotype. But depending on how you tackle that character and how you are writing that character, yeah. she could be angry because something's going on, but her entire personality is not that she's angry all the time. Yeah. But I, that, I, I, that makes sense. You know, it does. And I think that's why writers need to be even more aware of characters who do have that type of background because, like, it's just so real and you just you're you're kind of obligated to do that character justice because there are just so many people who do experience these things and there are also other people who don't and look at these tv shows and movies as like education in a way and for you to just not put your best foot forward to represent them in the best way possible is really damaging you know what comes to mind remember like i forget if this was like freshman or sophomore year 
when we did that like stereotype sem- seminar thing um and we had to say like the i am this but i am not this thing no oh. i don't remember doing anything like it but i just walked step out so <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we had to do that stereotype thing, and, like... Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Wait, wait, um, you mean when we had to stand up in the theater, like, when you identified as something? Or no, no, no. we were in so the library? It was in, no, it was in, like, the classrooms. Yeah, we divided and, into groups. And we said, like, like, oh, I am, like, a woman, but I'm not weak, or I am... Oh! Like, I'm not, like, yeah. yeah. One of them was, like, I'm a woman, but I'm not a feminist, that one? Oh, yeah. Ah, okay, I know what you're talking about. Oh, no. Are you going to be a woman, but you're not a feminist? Girl. No, I can't say anything because I used to say the same thing because I didn't understand the real meaning of feminism. The self-hatred in that statement is just so <laughs> I, evident. Like, yeah, it you also, know. no, that comes to mind. Do you, have you ever seen that office? Do you guys watch The Office? I don't know. Yeah, um, I watched it. Well, I watched The Office, so I want to say it anyway. Okay. Um, so there's this episode from The Office where they're talking about stereotypes, like, in The Office. And so Michael gives everyone, a, like, a card of, a, of, like, a specific stereotype. So, like, people have, like, woman, Asian, Jew, like, a, <laughs> like a bunch of different things. Um, and so Dwight has Asian, like, taped to the top of his head. And, um, and Pam goes according to stereotypes that I have no agreement to, you may in some places not be maybe considered a bad driver. And, and Dwight goes, damn it, am I a woman? Oh my god. Pain. No, the office's comedy is so problematic in the funniest way. Um, there's a reason why people said that the office would not survive <laughs> like they would not re- a reboot of The Office would not survive today. It just wouldn't. Oh, happen. absolutely not. Based off of what Katie just said, no way. Like I would have The Office so funny when I started watching it. Like I get it. Also, I'm a part of it. Okay. I I mean I feel like our generation just needs to learn right. how to build up that humor again. But I guess like it's really just needs to calm down. Stuff. Like like I get it. Like I get it. We should yeah. be supporting everyone and everyone has a has like everyone's valid and everyone has a right to like be offended or like you know what I mean? But like there's some things where you're just like come on. You're going to get offended. Like I just think as long as it's not that harmful like you can make. But at the same time, you need to know what line it is that you're drawing and when you can can or cannot cross it like we just have a whole completely understand cold whoa english we just have a completely different understanding of racism now and like we're mm-hmm. working to figure out what that line is that we can't cross and i feel like that's going to take a lot of time considering literally recently we've just had so much stuff build up and mm-hmm. 2020 is not the year for that so 2020 is the year of acknowledging everything that's wrong. Yeah. I feel like um, we're still in that process of things being wrong and us calling things out and trying to change things. Yeah. Um, but but change, unfortunately, how am I going to phrase this? Hold on. Unfortunately, a lot of the change that can be done comes with the sacrifice of some type of compromise. 
But it can't be, like, you have to realize that it can't really be a compromise if both sides are perfect. No, I think that's that's what the problem is. It's going to be accomplished right now in a society that is, like, built, society, in, like, in a a world that we live in that is built off of, like, some people thriving and some people not. No change is going to be accomplished when, without some kind of compromise, and it's, like, the worst thing. Which is and, annoying because there's just so much noise now. Like, it just yeah. feels like noise that's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> so right. It's like, why are we here? Yes. Um, social justice work is the most frustrating thing you could ever do. Irritating. As a job, or just as, a, just as an empathetic, like, human being, social justice work is one of the hardest things that you could ever try to tackle because it is so draining in every aspect of the word. Yeah, because, like, even everyone's like, yeah, but we're finally having conversation. And it's like, but we've been having this exact conversation for centuries. So it's yeah. like, are we really getting anywhere? Is That's why it's, it's because like the same people having the conversation are the people who care and people who don't are not joining it. Yeah. Not everyone's participating in the conversation. You, you genuinely just can't reach people who will shut their ears, like, towards you. Like, they're not going to listen. And you can't communicate with someone who doesn't listen. That's fine. They're all going to die off later, sooner or later. So. But, like, there's so many in our generation. Kill them. I used to... No! Okay. Well, this is I... the last podcast, too! No! Get aside. Time, but, like, Corona really had the chance to abolish You're all the so right. I'm not saying that people should COVID. die from COVID, but I'm saying that COVID really didn't pick and choose like it was supposed to. Right? Honestly. No, I'm going to have to cut that out. Why? Why? It's a good good kind of problematic. (laughs) It's the good kind. We're raising awareness. I'm moving on to the next theme. Nope. Solidarity. Okay, ready? After Dee Dee and Barry get slammed in the papers for being narcissists, they come up with a plan to use Emma's situation to their benefit. They decide to go to Indiana and save the day, hoping it will make them look like good activists. What are important actions and intentions to building genuine solidarity and allyship with people you, I don't like that question. Have you experienced meaningful solidarity and allyship? Oh, that was not bad. What made your experience meaningful? All right. Um, I think to be an ally, you can't like, you have to genuinely believe it. And you have to genuinely like support the cause. You can't just like, like, you can't just see, like, oh, like, these people are allies, so I need to be an ally. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, like if you're not an ally, don't be an ally. Yeah. If you're going to be homophobic, I mean, don't be homophobic, but, like, <laughs> like don't, be, don't be fake either, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I feel like especially this year, I've seen a lot of performative activism, like, people just doing it because other people are doing it, and it's going to give them a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like at that rate just don't do anything just like don't do anything mm-hmm. um, for the question have you experienced meaningful solidarity and allyship well hello I'm black so I experienced a lot over the summer uh-huh. I can't even express how many text messages I got after that one meeting like I'm so sorry for what you're going through like if there's yeah. anything I can help and it's like listen it's- I, I understand. Text you. Do you a have lot, your a phone lot of people. I don't even understand. You. A lot of people texted me, and it's like I I understand where you're coming. Like who? Wait, name them. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I I remember getting so many text messages, 
And I was just so like in distraught that I didn't care who texted me. And my thing is, I understand that you're trying to make it obvious that you're there for me, but it made me feel so incredibly uncomfortable because it's like, where were you all those other years, first of all? Mm. And second, like, I, I, I don't, just show me you care by doing stuff. Don't just text me. That's not going to I just, I didn't like it because I feel like. Do people text you too? I got text messages too, yes. <laughs> um, I, I, just have, I don't know, all these people like, let me text all the black people I know just to make sure they know I'm not racist. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like it because I, I, I know that one of the people who texted me wouldn't be like this because obviously she's just not the type. She literally comments conservative jokes on, on people's TikTok and it's so funny. But, um, um, but what, what happened was like, I, I just don't, I find it hard with the environment that I'm used to, like, like just everywhere. Like I, <laughs> I find it hard to believe that you're coming to text me now because a meeting told you that this was the Christian thing to do is to text yeah. me, wish me luck, and then you're going to go home and say, this is a protest and this is not a protest. I don't like that. I don't I, think that, I, I feel like you can't, it seems very, like, very two-faced of you. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a hard time trusting that. Mm-hmm. Which is something that, obviously, like, I can't expect every person to be like that. And I understand that. I just, personally, and it also feels like the uncomfortable feeling. It feels like I'm being put on the spot. And I just don't, I don't, I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. It was so weird. And I think what you said, like, because they went to a meeting and then texted me because a teacher told you, you should text your black friends. Hey, I see you. I hear you. My black queen. Like, it's okay. (laughs) It's I'm just glad that you're listening. It's not coming out of my mouth, but okay. It's just like, where have you been? Like, I didn't do that. I was like, dude, that's weird. It was weird. It was so <laughs> it's weird. weird. I don't know if that was just like, so- I get, like I get like yeah, you should show your supportive, but don't like especially if you if you don't text them at all. Yeah. Like, why are you? There's other ways to do it. Sign petitions. Go to protests. Like, don't just text me. You're not doing anything. I don't feel any better about this man losing his life. Anyway, Katie, have you experienced any meaningful solidarity as a woman? Um. Well. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be valid for that. That's so funny. Um, oh, wait, I have a meaningful solidarity. Go for it. Uh, so, I identify with LGBTQ+, etc. Like, I, I do that. Hi, guys. Um, Hi. <laughs> uh, which I'm pretty sure was probably, I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, right? Nope. Oh, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. I'm gay, but, like, <laughs> uh, well, I'm a, I'm a type of gay. I'm, I, I always ask, like, what type of gay are you? <laughs> what, what what flavor of gay are you? <laughs> it's a little, little joke, but um, but like no, uh, we at our school we have an arc club, an allies we build a connections club, and it, I'm not gonna sit here and like talk about everyone that enters because no, because we talk about this. It is like what happens in arc stays in arc, and it's a place of community for you to come and express whatever is going on in your mind, etc. And also we learn things like we we talk about um like uh, uh like forgetting the name this is so embarrassing 
Um, we talked about the importance of like trans allyship and also like important days and et cetera. And like, we do that. And I think it's, we still have meetings online. We had a movie night where we watched The Prom. Like it's just this really supportive community that I'm very glad that I'm a part of. And it's just a very large attempt at uh, girls in our school who are trying to make a voice for ourselves. And trying to present that in a community where it might not just be accepted and like trying to casually integrate a large part of life that is ignored in, I think, in religious schools. And, you know, yeah. that because I feel because like, because this is, this is just like, I mean, I think this is uh, important for like the problem too, but a lot of, I, I hear a lot of like, you're gay, so you're not religious because it's a sin. But I feel like, I feel like it's really, I, I, I don't like the idea that just because someone identifies with, like, the LGBTQ community, that they can't hold any kind of faith. I think that's dumb. Okay. And so, I think it's a really important thing that we're doing this, especially in a Catholic school. Especially in a Catholic school that probably holds a lot of conservative beliefs. That you are introducing a community that largely goes ignored or discriminated against at the worst of it uh and that it's important and I think that we're doing like it's small but it's something that we're doing and I think that that's really important and so solidarity I once yeah. asked one of the adults in my life if they were homophobic and she said yeah of course I am I'm a Christian I was like okay. oh no <laughs> okay <laughs> Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> Several times throughout the film, the word normal is used in contrast with inclusive. What are some examples of heteronormativity in the film in relation to the idea that heterosexual identities are the norm? What are other inclusive alternatives that can be implemented in your school? What does support look like for you, and how do you communicate this to the folks who care about you? Ignore the last one. Um, anyway. First three. First two. Okay, why are you raising your um, I would just like to ask what heteronormativity is. Oh my god, I have a definition for you. It's right here. Terms to know, heteronormativity. Heteronormativity is the assumption that heterosexual identity is the norm, which plays out in interpersonal interactions and institutional privileges that further the marginali marginalization of lesbian, gay, bisexual, pansexual, asexual, and queer people, etc. Yep. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Anytime. Um, heteronormativity, y'all. I know nothing about this. I'm not educated, so. I, okay, I wouldn't say that I'm educated, but it's obvious that we live in a heteronormative world. Well, duh. Of course. So you already have experience. It's like the same thing that um, guys can't wear skirts or dresses because it's emasculating. You just reminded me of Candace Owens. I'm sorry. Proceed. That, yeah, that's a great example of someone who's very 
because what goes along with heteronormative is what like it's just it's just hand in hand with what is masculine Wait, who's that who's that black woman that is that is so racist against her own race Candace Owens, yeah, Candace Owens. Yes, I, can't, I don't even want to get into it because I won't stop she upsets me so much no I gotta get back to the prom you guys I lost like a whole hour of us just not talking about the prom sorry <laughs> Uh, no, that was just totally on Katie and I. It was totally off on It was it. a good conversation. You should, you good should maybe, you should maybe consider putting that in. I can't. It's unrelated. Maybe no, but, like, who cares? Podcast, I will. A podcast, who cares? Right. Totally. The anyway. prom and our twin. I can't even imagine, like, for someone who, like, actually is gay, like, I can't even imagine, like, what an ordeal that must be. Especially, especially if you might think that your parents would, would be against that. Like so, go like looking at Alyssa and and seeing her mom actively work against her girlfriend, yeah. like it was heartbreaking. That's that was so intense. That was really intense. Like especially especially when she walked in to like the prom to like the second prom, and she realized that her mom planned this whole thing that was like that was like going against like her girlfriend and like what they planned to do that night. Um. And then, and then being on the phone with her, with Emma and being like, being like, I'm sorry, I can't come. Like my, like, yeah. Being afraid to be yourself. That's so sad. There are so many, so many kids that just feel like they can't be their true selves in front of their parents because mm-hmm. they're just way too judgmental and like not as accepting. Because I feel like our generation was just built, built, which is brought up in a completely different environment than our parents' generation. Like, I feel like there's such a generational gap, her <laughs> sleeping, there's such a generational gap between the two. I feel like because of also the introduction of technology and being exposed to different things, it's just changed the way we see the world in comparison to our parents. So there's- Especially because like, because like we- like I'm I'm connected just like through my generation to people all across the world and so that gives me more of a perspective Mm -hmm. to like what is right and wrong whereas our parents only saw what was in like their bubble yeah so like if if in your bubble it's wrong to be gay like that's what you're gonna think Mm -hmm. learn behavior y'all which is why representation is so important let's make a t-shirt I feel like I always bring up oh God, We should have merch. Ew! Next one. Advocacy. Yes. I, feel, I feel kind of bad, but um, I think uh, I need to I need to go try and go to sleep. I'm not trying to cry about cramps on the podcast right now. Oh, but y'all finish without me. Um, I hope... Uh, bye. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we never finish our podcast? <sighs> I'm I'm still uploading this. I'll just piece something together. I think we have a good like forty-five minutes. So in case this actually does make it in the podcast, Naya is not feeling well. So there's just Katie and I right now. Um, the last one: when someone is bullied, what are some ways to intervene? Um, according to, <laughs> it's just to stand back and wait for the children to. Ugh. Neither of my schools really had 
like we had we had like an anti-bullying thing but we it was like like we would meet once a week with like or not once a week once a month with like our teacher and and she would explain to us like a scenario about bullying that we shouldn't do schools don't and, do that. and that was our like at least we knew bullying existed but like as someone who was bullied um yes. I never felt safe to talk to my teachers no no I don't either <laughs> sorry can't say that at our school I don't either because after my dramatic experience in seventh grade uh-uh going to teachers I don't think so Handle your own stuff. That's my advice to any young listeners viewing this. Handle your stuff. Like, why why are you here if I can't talk to you? <laughs> I said, why are you What's here? Your What's your purpose? <laughs> That's why, like, honestly, I'm so grateful to have you guys that I can just talk to. Because, like, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have an outlet. Like, what would I do? The thing is, I don't even talk to you guys that much. Did you just say you don't talk to us that much? We no, talk like, every like, single day, Katie. Like I talk, like I talk to you guys. I like I talk. You like you guys are like my friend group. Like I talk to you guys like yeah. more than anyone else. Yeah. But like, I don't like talk to you. Yeah, and I don't think we have to. I just like having that support group there, where it's like you don't know everything that's going on in my life. Not because I'm uncomfortable, but just because like I just don't talk about it naturally. But it's like I have people who have my back. Yeah, my favorite my favorite thing about our our like friendship is that like if I if like if I need someone, I could literally just wave you guys on house party and we could sit on mute. Yeah, and I like I love that. And it, I can like have someone without having to talk to them. Yeah, I, um, I like that. Especially vibe. especially for people like the like us who have trouble like talking about our feelings and talking about like ourselves yeah it's just like because we understand that we're going through something but we don't try to pry it out of each other we just try to be there for each other in the best way that Mm -hmm. we can even if it's like not talking to each other and just having your presence there Mm -hmm. I think it's time to end this podcast me too I need to sleep (laughs) All right, um, thank you guys for tuning in to Grab Snacks. Um, if y'all want to, like, come back, we're probably not going to be here next week. <laughs> um, sorry about it. Goodbye, Grab Snacks. Thanks for tuning in to Grab Snacks.